T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one... They're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Bells will be ringing. The sad, sad news. Dusty in the spirit now. Big Eagles guy. Yeah, I like the Eagles. Big Eagles guy. This, this will be fun. This guy will be fun with us. Pete Sweeney, the editor-in-chief over at ArrowheadPride.com. Big Christmas pop-up bar guy. Totally. He's FanDuel, uh, brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook, America's number one sportsbook and the official sportsbook of 610 Sports Radio. Pete, Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas to you, Jay. I, I always pegged you for a Chiefs guy, not an Eagles guy, but uh, it is what it is, I Ugh. guess. Oh, Pete. Pete's got jokes. <laughs> Dusty said he likes the Eagles. Yeah. I mean, I'm, mm-hmm. I'm I'm rooting for the Eagles and the Chiefs to be in the Super Bowl because I think the New Heights podcast would be electric. But also, Andy Reid Bowl. Yeah, right? Who wins that game, Pete? Chiefs or Eagles right now? Probably the Eagles right now. Oh, <laughs> uh, way to ruin everybody's Christmas in Kansas City, Pete. They just whiz on Grinch. the Grinch. Yeah. We're, we're all about honesty during Christmas. And right now, if we're being honest with ourselves, probably the Eagles. But look, you got three weeks of the playoffs. Maybe maybe they can turn it around and, and give us a little bit more confidence. Yeah. Well, who's, who's the MVP? Because if Gardner Minshew goes down and beats the Cowboys, people are like, huh, Jalen Hurts, what do you mean that much to that team? I think Hurts being out of the mix these next couple of weeks is going to just make the stats too far in the direction of Patrick Mahomes, which is why you, you saw the odd switch. So I do think Mahomes is going to going to take it because I just think the, snap, the stats with, with Jalen having the sit are going to be undeniable. How difficult do you think this season? We're sitting here looking back. It's almost 2023. Looking back before this year, you lose Tyree Kill, and yet you basically lead the NFL in every statistical category in the National Football League, including red zone touchdowns without Tyree Kill. Did you ever thought this was possible? Because we went back and listened to all those, you know, the hot takes from the national media about mm-hmm. not picking the Chiefs. But did you ever imagine we'd be sitting here with with this offense this late in the season? I didn't. And I I, I didn't think that that the Chiefs would fall off, right? I, I still believe that they were, were going to be a, a playoff team. I, I thought they could win. I thought it would look a little different. I didn't. I didn't necessarily think that they would have the the top offense in the league and the most efficient offense in the league. And if, and then the the eye check, 
you know, the as we watch, it, it does look a little different, and, and it's a little bit more methodical football. But when you go to the points per game, it, it's right there with the Tyree Kill era, and I, I think that's all that really matters. And it's a credit to to Brett Beach for bringing in proper replacements. It, it was a lot of folks that had to come in to replace the one player. They've done that job, and then Andy Reid is is always a coach that that is going to build the offense around the players that he does have, and he's done a really nice job with that as well. Pete, is there a legitimate time to concern ourselves with McCole Hardman, or is this just literally they just want him to get more weight? But I, 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 I feel like it's it's time to start concerning ourselves with what's going on with McCole Hardman. Yeah, it, that's that's it's the problem right now. Is it, it seems like he's not feeling like he's completely ready to go, and you know, I I still think when you have these three weeks left, and, and you don't want to assume victory in the NFL anymore, especially this year, but. The Chiefs are the better team with or without some of these guys that are in the injured list. Like if you, if you still want to say that you're working Tony back in and, and you're going to limit his snaps, I think you're you're perfectly okay with that. So there's no sense in rushing McColl back. The Chiefs can defeat the Seahawks without McColl, especially with all the injuries they have on their side. And so for me, it's let's get McColl Hardman 100% healthy. Let's let him feel good because I, I think he is a player that could have an impact in the playoffs when you are playing better teams. Pete, who do you consider the best off-season move for the Chiefs to be sitting right where they're at, the players they brought in? That is a, a good good question. I, I think we would have to go with Juju Smith-Schuster at this point. That's I wrong think answer. He, he would he would be the the who who did who did you say? Jet McKinnon. Well, they, Jim McKinnon was a member of the, of the team last year. I know, you know but they brought him in. He could have signed with any other team, Pete. They signed him for the league minimum, and he's playing a lot better in the league minimum because outside of Kelsey, that's the Chiefs' biggest weapon. Didn't know you were going to, you know, you're going to trick me like the Grinch. Oh, I tricked you, man! I tricked you. It was a trick question, but no. As far as new players, you know, that didn't play here last year, I would say Juju Smith-Schuster because he has been that target after Travis Kelsey. Looks a little different, right? Not as productive as Tyreek Hill was here, but I think he's really earned the trust of, of Patrick Mahomes as that second option behind Kelsey. I think he's been fantastic, but if you had to go into a game with and you had the MVS, Juju, Jarek McKinnon, Justin Reed on defense, which one of those guys do you think could be irreplaceable if they were out of this offense or defense at this point, the new guys that came in here? I, I, I think Juju's right there, but I, yeah, I think Jeremy. you are you are right about McKinnon in the in the idea of of just being that that second part of the one-two punch. I know that, that some folks out there, and we, Dusty and I were talking about this this week on Arrowhead Pride Radio, where maybe some folks are like, okay, well, why isn't McKinnon the first back? Well, that percentage-wise, he, he did get Pacheco last week, and they're, they're still going with a hot hand, so to speak. But I just think the usage of him in the sparing fashion is, is perfect, and I think that's why you're seeing the production, because he's, he's got these fresh legs. He's in on passing downs. You're only seeing him sparingly. I, I just think they have it right right now. I think Isaiah Pacheco is the early down back, and then Jarek McKinnon, you, you sprinkle him in, and, and you can see the damage he can do, especially late in games, right? It's fresh legs, and you've got the defense out there in, in the third quarter, and, and he really has that getaway speed. So really good, good value pick for, for Brett Feach to bring him in because you're right. I mean, it was a, a player that was available to a lot of different teams. Jack Conklin, according to Schefter, or uh, Ian Rapport, excuse me, four-year deal worth $60 million. That's an offensive tackle. Uh, for Cleveland. The reason I bring this up with Orlando Pace in the offseason, that's going to be brought up. Uh, don't know how much money he made with his agent, this you know, this fictitious 
Pro Bowl that he's going to be in because they're not even going to play the game. You know that. And he might even be there. Or Juju, because I think Juju's in line to get even more money than Christian Kirk did last year because their career numbers are relatively the same. Right. I mean, between those guys, I, I think we're all in agreement. You'd want to see Juju here before Orlando Brown, just just considering the production on, on the field. And I, you know, I think Juju really likes it here. Uh, this is a player that we asked in the middle of the season prior to him getting the concussion if, if he wanted to be in Kansas City, and, and he right, really likes it here. No no offense to, to, to Ben Roethlisberger at the end of his career, but when you're, you're going from Ben Roethlisberger at the end of his career to Patrick Mahomes, that's, that's quite an upgrade, and I think he's really benefited from that. So I'm, I don't think he's going to take this, this complete team-friendly discount, but I, I think he might work with the Chiefs and, and maybe not necessarily breaking the bank, similar to what you've seen with Chris Jones when he signed his deal and, and working things out with the signing bonus. And Travis Kelsey, who probably could make a lot more money on the open market and has decided he wants to play with Patrick Mahomes and try to win Super Bowls. And so I think Juju can be convinced. So I think he'll get the money he deserves. But I, I, I get the feeling that he would maybe work with Kansas City to, to kind of fit into their plan and try to win a couple of Super Bowls here and, and become that dynasty that, that we've been looking now for for a couple of years. I think he's extremely loyal. It's really the only reason he went back to the Steelers, as you mentioned, with Big Ben, because he liked it there and he was drafted by him because he's gone back-to-back one-year deals. And you would think as much as he wants to be here and everything else, he's got to look at his future. And I mean, look at what wide receivers are making on the market. That's the one thing that concerns me, Pete, is he's done these series of one-year deals and it's just time to, to cash in, and maybe it's not in Kansas City. I, it's the way I look at it. As like, I understand hometown discount and all that, but he is going to be one of the most coveted wide receivers in a market where NFL teams play wide receivers, and he's settled on two one-year contracts. Yeah, and, and he's, just, he's just been fantastic, I, I think, in Kansas City. I, I think this is a player that is not going to be the highest-paid receiver in the league. Like, the Chiefs were willing to pay Tyree Kill, but it got to a certain point where it just didn't make sense for flexibility in the future. I, I think Juju's going to make his money, but I, I think when an expanded cap, you know, you, he might be able to work with the Chiefs. I don't, he's not going to make top of the market dollar, and I, I just think he's been such a good second option for Patrick Mahomes. And, and the hidden value here is that he's young. I mean, he's such a veteran now, right? He's got, what, six years in the league, but I believe he's still 25, 26 years old. So that's a, a, a player the Chiefs usually identify, an age the Chiefs usually identify and lean into. It's not that Tyron Matthews situation where you're 29, approaching 30, and looking for a long-term deal. It's a, it's a separate thing entirely, and I, I don't know. If I'm betting right now, I would, I would tell you that I, I think that Juju's here. Speaking of betting, Pete, the Chiefs are 10-point favorites against Seattle this weekend. The Chiefs are playing at home for the first time in three weeks. We already know about the frigid temperatures. You don't have to be a, a fool to go outside or just look outside and know that what it is doing. But I ask you this because – I feel like the Chiefs' offense, or maybe their team in general, this is this is maybe the the get right game. I know Seattle is trending downward, and the Chiefs are are, are continuing to trend upward. They're they're always here at this time of year. It seems like with Mahomes and Reed, is this the game where the court comes off the champagne bottle and everybody can kind of sit back and say, "This is the team that I've been waiting to see." Yeah, and I I think this is finally the game in which they cover. I know we've been saying that for a while now of, you know, seeing a game wire to wire. I mean, I I think they really heard the noise and I think being home especially when you're you're playing in this cold of weather is, is such an ultimate advantage and I think the Chiefs really have a a good run game going, so I think that plays into their advantage and Seattle's pretty banged up. I mean, their main weapon is DK Metcalf, but without Lockett and some of those running backs banged up, you can really zone in on, on just stopping Metcalf. And I, I just think the Chiefs do a better job with that against him than maybe they've done against other weapons that we've seen 
come through Arrowhead Stadium, and I just <clears throat> I just feel like it's going to be a, a, a dominant performance. I, I think they've heard the noise. They want to have a clean game, and if they just protect the football, it should be a, a win that's in hand. Target editor-in-chief, arrowheadpride.com, Pete Sweeney. And, and Pete, when you when you think about the Chiefs in this season, like like they're screaming to have their best game at some point. I mean, I it's just a relaxing game. Thought that Denver game was going to be relaxing, and they come storming back. Really, I look back at the season. I think the most impressive win is at Frisco. I don't know where you see the 44-23 win. We see how good that defense is, and McCaffrey had already got there to that point. Yeah. Maybe the Arizona game to start off. But can you think of a game where they actually went out and excelled on all three sides of the ball? I, th- I think that game for me was was Tampa, and it ended up being a, cl- a closer score-wise than I think the actual game was. At the time, I know that Tampa's kind of fallen off and that division's become quite a joke, but at the time, Tampa was rolling, and they had the best defense in the league, and they were playing really well. And the Chiefs, I think, played well on all three phases. And what you saw in that game is late in the game, the Chiefs played a little bit back, like the defensive backs were dropping. They were just keeping the ball in front of them, trying to keep that clock rolling. And you saw Tampa have some scores late that made it a 10-point game. But to me, that was against a good team where wire to wire, I really felt like the game was never out of out of touch. I, I always felt like the Chiefs controlled it. They were going to win. And I think to do that against Tom Brady and, and what they offer – on offense, when they're really clicking, I, I, I just was impressed by it. The 49ers game was good um, to me just simply because they were able to turn it on, but it wasn't that wire-to-wire performance. Even though it ended up being a dominating score, 49ers were in a position to win you know, in the third quarter of that game, so it wasn't, wasn't that wire-to-wire thing. I, and really, you know, if you're looking for that game, it, it was week one. I mean, if you're looking for a blowout, dominating win, for me it, it was from beginning of the game to the end of the game. It, it was Arizona. And you'd like to see that even in division games that are that are coming up here. I understand that the division can be competitive, but the Chiefs are just such in a better position than teams like the Broncos and the Raiders and out of division against the Seahawks. So I think you'd love to see them really play well beginning to end, clean football, no turnovers, you know, force some turnovers, uh, and see what the score is at the end of, of these the games these next three weeks. And, you know, all the while, your scoreboard watching a little bit for, for Buffalo to lose, which – they got some tough games, uh, far tougher games ahead to me than, than Kansas City. I wouldn't want to see Justin Fields and the Chicago Bears right now. I, I, you know, yeah, they got the Bengals still left and then New England. And so, and you get one of those teams to, to push through, and, and it changes the game for Kansas City. Who do you think of the top three right now? If I was going to say Cincinnati, Buffalo, and Kansas City, what would you go one, two, and three? To me, I think the team that feels the safest just based upon these last couple of weeks has been the, the Bengals. You know, I think they're clicking at, at the right time here. They've won a lot of games in a row um, as far as I, I believe they won six in a row and, and um, eight of their last nine. And it just feels like they're turning into that team that they were during the, the last playoff push. But I, I think home field is important. You know, I, I think not having not being able to play in Cincinnati is, is is not a good thing for this team. I mean, you saw the energy they were getting when the chiefs visited uh, Cincinnati and, and it felt like a playoff game. And I, I just think getting them to come to Arrowhead stadium or, you know, if this, this, the standings were to stay the same, having them to, you know, maybe have to visit Buffalo would, would change the game. I still like Kansas city more than Buffalo. I just trust Patrick Mahomes a, a bit more than Josh Allen, especially I think since that, then injury, I, I just don't think he's been the same quarterback and I'm not sure if he will, be the same exact quarterback until next year. And so for me, right at this stage, I would say Bengals, Chiefs, Bills. But 
these next three weeks can change our mind. You know, you, know, you never know what, what's going to happen with injuries and upsets and, and so on and so forth. And one of the, the great things is that you'll see Bengals and, and Bills matched up. And, you know, you're going to get to tell who's, who's the better team when, when they play on the gridiron. Last question, Pete, and we'll get you out of here. Um, you look at these three games remaining, Seattle, Denver, home, then Vegas. Again, the Chiefs, if they run the table, that's great because Cincinnati, you know, one game behind them, so it's fine. They have Buffalo lose to Cincinnati is great. But when we're looking at the schedules, one game concern you more than the others. Like, to me, it's still the Raiders because they find a way, no matter how bad they are or mediocre they are, to play the Chiefs tough. Yeah, I mean, they're, they're a team that has historically, even if they've had a bad record, been able to push through and, and at least make it competitive. And, you know, they only have eight losses right now. They're they're in a position where, you know, if they continue to win, they can give themselves a, a chance. You know, they got games against the Steelers and 49ers first. Um, I, I think the Raiders would scare me a lot more as if, as if they are able to get these two wins prior to the game and, and maybe they do have something to play for. In that, um, I, th- I think the best team left right now is, is the Seahawks. You know, if you're not, t- if, if the division was was sort of out of it, the Seahawks would be the best team left for me, just because of, of their emergence. But they're just pretty banged up right now, and and the Chiefs are, are getting healthy as they're uh, the Seahawks are banged up. So I just think that gives them an advantage as well. Good stuff, Pete. Great stuff as always. Merry uh, Christmas, Pete. Yeah, Merry Christmas, Pete. Merry Christmas, fellas. Take care. See you right, later. <laughs> be all right. You got him on what he gets me on. Dusty, here's the thing with yeah. Ju- Juju and Christian Kirk, because Christian Kirk got the four-year $72 million deal, right? Mm-hmm. He's played 71 career games. Juju has played 76 career games. Okay. Christian Kirk's total catch is 312. Juju, 394. Big mm-hmm. difference considering he just played five more games. Christian Kirk, total yards. 3,890, again, 71 games. Juju, 4,705 yards in 76 games. 29 touchdowns for Juju. Christian Kirk coming in with 24. The bottom line is if Christian Kirk can get this money, and, and, and Juju's about two inches taller uh-huh. and wider, but his career numbers, they're better than Christian Kirk's. Like, he's played better than him, and I get it. He's been with Roethlisberger and then Mahomes. But again, he did get... The four years, seventy-two million dollars, thirty-seven million guaranteed. I think Juju is—he's <laughs> got to make a decision, man. If you're his agent, this is the time to pounce because he can't keep doing these one-year deals. He's been mm-hmm. doing. Well, I mean, it's it's kind of up to him, right? It, it, if he wants to stay here and he wants to be the he wants to be the guy and and wants to kind of stick with Patrick Mahomes because I think he also is complimented in our in in the in the passing game because of. He is similar runs are similar to the way that Travis Kelsey does it. So they kind of like parallel each other to where I think both of them are, are, are better for each other. I'm not saying that Travis Kelsey's season has been the way it is because of Juju's because of Kelsey, but they both kind of run the same route. They're both kind of in the middle, tough guys, and you can cover one coverage or you can cover one, which is one person. So I think that he likes it here. He's clearly been very adamant about the chemistry with this team. They do the, the whole call of duty stuff together. Uh-huh. They, they went down to pack camp together and, it kind of is like a rebirth for Juju, right? Like he had his first tenure with the Steelers, was loyal to them, like you had alluded to, and was and was part of their system. And then and then now he's in Kansas City, where if you want to win rings and you want to be, you know, a high profile athlete, this is where you can be because you can be wide receiver one. You can have a lot of attention from Pat Mahomes, and you're going to have a consistent amount of wins with Andy Reid running everything at ship. So. No question. And he, again, he's been incredibly loyal uh, throughout his career. He shows why the Chiefs wanted him so bad last year. 
And by the way, Christian Kirk does have a buyout in 2024. Two years, $39 million he would make, $10 million in dead cap if Jacksonville wants out. But they're not going to want out because Trevor Lawrence, we'll get to a little bit later, he's going to have Christian Kirk, Zay Jones, and Cal Ridley all next year. And Trevor Lawrence might have figured it out. I just think it's a good comparison looking at the career numbers. Nothing wrong with that comparison, Bingley. I totally agree with you on the on the numbers there. Um, but now we have to do a little bit of trash of the day. You were uh, you were a little PO'd this morning yeah. coming in, right? And uh, I, I didn't necessarily blame you because yesterday I was kind of in the same situation where it wasn't necessarily terrible outside yesterday. Now it was cold and it was windy, and it depended on but when you. But it was you, worse yesterday than today. Yeah. Yeah, and it depended on when you got out. Like, if you were driving, like when Fesco and Kling were headed to work, you know, they were leaving at 4.30, 5 in the morning getting here. So it was probably a little bit worse than it was for when I was driving in here about 7 a.m., 7.30 a.m. But again, today seemed a little bit confusing because today on the way here on 4.35, four cars slammed against the side of the road, mm. you know, stalled out, wrecked completely. There's nothing on the roads. Traffic is now affected by these moronic people that don't understand what they're doing. And here's the other thing I didn't understand, Jay Binkley. What road was that on, by the way? 435. Okay. Right before, I think it was right before State Line. So anyways, the other thing that was really interesting to me is that I understand there was probably a lot of people that didn't get out yesterday, stayed home, called today, did the Zoom meeting thing. But you got to be kidding me, man. So many people, they had snow on the back of their windshields. Didn't even clean it off. Just had a little bar they could see out of. You mean to tell me you didn't get out and clean your car off yesterday? So my trash of the day is the people that didn't clean their car off the second day. That just came to work and just barely scraped it off. But you took yesterday off, but you came out today. Clean your damn car. First of all, put your phone down. Like, you don't need your phone. You can text, call later. Two hands on the wheel. Just figure it out, people. I I passed six cars that were in an accident. Six in a row. Six all together. It's like, what what the hell are y'all doing? Just stay between the lines, drive the car. What are you that slick? And you guys are sitting here spinning it's because one of you went probably off the road because you were distracted by some reason and that yeah. made you spin because you hit that ice. I mean, it's not be crazy because it's not going to happen on the pavement. No. And you must have gone over in the shoulder because you were doing something that distracted you and that's what caused you to spin out. And Somebody the tapped their brakes, you freaked out, swerved, and hit. I mean, come on, people. I'm telling you, there were four car wrecks on the way to work today. There's a four. bunch. And I get it, man. Body chefs need the business, so one good snowstorm helps them all out. But if we can't make it through this, and we're buying all the bread and milk and stores and stuff like that, this is not lake effects, no. As again, as I said, look outside now. It's clear. Oh, it looks nice. This, this is Kansas City. Got the sun you, out. This is why you don't have to wait in line for your bread and milk and all this, because in Kansas City, you're always going to be able to get out the next day. No doubt. It never it never fails. But yes, people in this town cannot drive this, man. And they should be tested. More that, than once. That is the trash of the day. Jay Binkley, Dusty Likens with you. Come back. We do the Chiefs Red Half Hour here on 610 Sports Radio. It's B&D, not Cody and Gold. This is Cody and Gold. Brought to you by Gan Asphalt and Concrete. For asphalt, concrete, and parking lot maintenance. Gan Asphalt and Concrete. One contractor, all things parking lot. Trusted in Kansas City since 1994. Online at gannasphalt.com. Don't miss Royals first baseman slash NFL insider, Vinny Pasquantino. This football season with Cody and Gold. My Twitter is about to unload of football <laughs> tweets. First Jets game that I have free on Sunday. It's, it's go time. 610 Sports Radio.
Don't miss the National Fishing Expo's Kansas City, January 20th through the 22nd at the KCIX. Performance and the lowest interest rates available. Hurry in with over a thousand vehicles in stock and ready for delivery. MaxMotors.com. See dealer for details. Chiefs Red Half Hour, every day at 11.30 on Cody and Gold. Back in on a Chiefs red half hour. It is 1130 on a Friday. Happy holidays. Merry Christmas. Happy Hanukkah to all of you out there. Hope you're having a great afternoon. This is Binkley and Dusty today. So I got us some beers, man. That's Winter you, ales. You got us some beers? Yeah. Eggnog, beers. Okay. Yeah, you know, I'm not going to say no to that. We're going to have a little fun, you know. Just like I'm not going to say no to some Chiefs talk here uh, at 1130. You said Pete Sweeney, the chief editor of Arrowhead Pride. Thanks yeah. to Pete Sweeney for joining us. Today, Binkley, I just put in a parlay. I said I wasn't going to bet until the Super Bowl. That nice. is a lie. Um, <laughs> what? I know. Not you, man. I know. Get that nap in your hand all the time. I know. I can't stop. I'm addicted. I need to I need to get out of here. Um, 1-800-BETS-OFF, man. No, absolutely not. Um, so, I have, as of right now, as is Chiefs Red Half Hour, I have the Chiefs over the Seahawks money line. I have the Bengals minus three over the Patriots. I have the Bills money line over the Bears, and I have the Vikings over the Giants money line, and the Niners over the Commandos. It is a plus 480. I got 10 bucks to win 58. I think I like my chances. I'm sure I'll lose. But where I want to start off, because nobody cares about your bets, all they care about is... It's like your fantasy team, you know? That's what some guy said the other day. And it's I, true, though, Dusty. Yeah. Like, really, nobody cares. But also, it's legal in Kansas, so, like, if we can get other people to, like, you know, get down on it, then next thing you know, it's... Uh, uh, I like uh, seeing you win. I enjoy seeing your smile. You're real excited and, like, jumping on tables and stuff. Somebody said, uh, is Beakley wearing shorts today? And you said, no, because it broke your code. It's zero. below zero. Wind chill, right? Not the actual temperature? I did I did bring them, though. Shorts? Yeah, you're like Scott Parks. Um, but, uh, ooh, they are there in case it gets hot. Um... Where I want to start the Chiefs Red Half Hour is every year we seem to do this, right? We kind of, we, we, we talked about it at the beginning of the show, but um, this year I thought it was kind of funny that finally now Good Morning Football is starting to use the term overlooked. This is what they said this morning on their show, Peter Scherer, Kyle Brandt, and others. Mm. A lot of people are saying the Chiefs are being taken for granted and that Mahomes well, is being for granted. So take it from that angle, because I think it's interesting. We don't want to see the Chiefs, and yet every other show is doing a hype segment on the Bills and right. the Bengals. Do we take the Chiefs for granted? But why is Chris Jones saying that is my point. Why is he telling his teammates to stay off Twitter? I think the normal lesson is because, like, oh, don't see the hate, don't mm-hmm. see the whatever. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I think if you're a ch- easily the Chiefs are one of the most rabid fan bases. Like, you don't want to see... I don't think you want to see the adoration that you're seeing because it could get to your head. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think for them, you said, like, they're kind of flying under the radar. Don't you feel like we're not doing the Chiefs thing this year like we maybe should? But it's how, 8.09 how, and we're talking about it. How, how exciting is that for them? Like, they've been the talk and all of this. Now you kind of get to be the underdogs. That's a Let everybody H. talk about. Yeah. If you're just winning. Seven yeah. straight yeah. division titles. Right. Yeah. If they so, win the AFC, none of us even blink. Right. There's zero surprise. Zero. I, I, I just think it's... It's not that we don't talk about them. It's just that we just, they're understood. It's not, there's, there's not a fresh angle on the Chiefs. We right. already did them this Tyreek. Yeah. They're there the is, Chiefs. There is space between taking them for granted and just assuming it's going to happen. I don't think taking them for, I don't think we're there yet. <laughs> so there you go. I think they, I think Chiefs are taken for granted. I think people do sleep on them. I think they forget about them. I mean, Vegas typically doesn't or, or doesn't at all. But everybody else does in national media. 
Yeah, I mean, the storylines are, hey, let's talk about these other teams. Let's talk about these Jets. Let's do a story. Let's talk about the Jags, how they can maybe win the division. If they beat the Texans, then uh, the Titans at home. All these juicy stories. Let's talk about Brock Purdy doing whatever he's doing in San Francisco. Oh, and then there's the Kansas City Chiefs to just keep winning. And again, seven straight titles. This is the boring. It is almost to their board to talk about the Chiefs. And you know what, Dusty? I, I think it's perfect. I think it's perfect. You know, I'll never forget uh, when Danny and CDOT, when, when they had uh, when Danny was here. They yeah. were doing the drive, and they had Christian Cloen on. And it was 2015. And pretty much everybody in the baseball world liked the Royals. Anything written about the Royals was really good because of what they did in 2014. Almost win it at all. Yeah. But they got a lot of respect. And it was very difficult to find something where it didn't give them respect. Mm-hmm. But he did. He felt like some remote writer, like I'd never even heard of, to talk about, you know, didn't have the Royals ranked highly or going to win the division like others. Okay. What you do is you take any negativity. If you're not getting negativity, getting it, it fuels you. I bring up Alabama all the time. They loved it. Nick Saban calls it rat poison. Whenever you know, you're kind of talking them down or whatever, that's that's a good position for them. I think the Chiefs are in a good position. Let everybody, you know, think, oh, man, it's Chiefs. Do you, if you're in Buffalo who is obsessed with the Chiefs, they're obsessed with the 13-second drive, they're obsessed with everything in Kansas City, I know they have Josh Allen, but they're still obsessed. They don't have Patrick Mahomes right. as, as their quarterback. In Cincinnati, yeah, they beat the Chiefs three straight times. But let's be honest. Mahomes has lost two games in his career more than one touchdown in a two-point conversion. Twice. Find me another quarterback that can say that because you can't. You cannot find a guy that's got four, four straight title games like Mahomes has. You can't do it. You right. try, but you're going to waste your time. But the bottom line is – like, nobody believes them. Nobody trusts them. Nobody thinks they're going to do what they do, but they just they keep doing it. Do you really want to be sensitive? Do you really feel that good? Like, last year, when they beat the Chiefs in the regular season, they said they were lucky because that was a horrible officiated game. Right. And they, Joe Burrow said they got lucky. Okay. So, Travis Kelsey coughing the ball up and Butker missing a kick. You got to think back to that game. Like, okay, if he doesn't fumble, which he doesn't very often, and Butker makes that kick, which this year has been up and down for Harrison. But mm-hmm. bottom line is, that ball's not fumbled. They win that game. And so Cincinnati knows that. They know how razor thin that game was, even being played in Cincinnati to beat the Chiefs. Right. Like, better put your hard hat on, man. You want to beat this team? It's not easy to do. The teams that do have to fight and claw and do whatever they have to do, come up with the best game plan in the world just to beat the Kansas City Chiefs because they are a thorn in their side. So any any of the talking heads can say whatever they want, Dustin. Mm-hmm. Bottom line is they can. I, I showed you a list from GMs, you know, talking about who the best player is, and it's by far runaway. It's Patrick Mahomes. Sure. These are the people that actually know what they're talking about. Right. You ask any front office who the scariest team is, you know what they're going to say? Kansas City. Sure. You ask anybody in the national media, you know what they're going to say? Buffalo or Cincinnati. But you ask the people in football that actually know what the hell they're talking about, they fear the Chiefs. Again, this is the Chiefs' red half hour. Red half hour. Um, Greenway Ford, it's a new day, a new way. At at all new Greenway Ford, it's a terrible read again. Greenway Ford, it's a new day, a new way. At the all new Greenway Ford, she's red half hour. That's right. Um, So I kind of lean on this. I was listening to Nick Wright yesterday talk about LeBron James, and I know that he is you know nuts over LeBron James. And they were talking about is what he's doing now considered great, or is the NBA's lack of I guess it's more so that everyone's able to score in the NBA right now. And I know that people on the text are like, right now, they've been able to do it all the time. No, but I'm saying like 
everyone is being able to score right now in the NBA. LeBron averaging over like 25 a game. And he said that LeBron is in a category of the same kind of what they're doing is being taken advantage of. Like we looked at LeBron James when he was younger and we just thought, oh, well, you know, yeah, he had 35 and, and 15. It is what it is. And it's like maybe at times you don't appreciate when something is actually great. Um, and I think that's something that maybe we're kind of doing from a national perspective with the Kansas City Chiefs is that it's not a huge market. There's no stranger to that. Kansas City's not, you know, top of the dog. It's not L.A., New York, Chicago, all that stuff, right? And it's almost like everyone is just waiting for the story to end. And I think that's the narrative that we get confused with is that it's not necessarily haters. It's just that people don't know when this is going to end. So every year people are like, well, Cincinnati beat them last year in the NFC Championship game. The only team to do that since New England did it the first year Mahomes was a starter and Mahomes is lost in the Super Bowl. But it's like you think about all these things and you think about where the Chiefs used to be and where a lot of teams are. Buffalo has been great for what, four years? They've been to one AFC Championship game. They can't beat the Chiefs. They just cannot beat the Chiefs. And yet, to start the year, it was Buffalo might have the best roster we've ever seen. Gabriel Davis is going to be one of the better receivers in the league. Gabriel Davis is probably one of the top 50 best wide receivers. And they were putting him as like going to be the number two to like Jalen Waddle to Tyree Kill, the Devonta Smith to A.J. Brown. It hasn't happened. But yet, here we are again in December, close to January, where football starts to count. And the Chiefs are one win away, and the Bills are one loss away from flipping the script to having the one seed again be an arrowhead. Either way you want to look at it, Buffalo is going to have to hold serve or home field once again comes through arrowhead. So I do believe that there are people that take it for granted that you're watching Patrick Mahomes, who only wins 10-plus games a year, who's only won his division every single year, and who's only played at home playoff games. Taking advantage of that and just taking it for granted fine, but not realizing giving credit where credit is due to where you can finally have the take of is Patrick Mahomes still the quarterback of the chiefs. He is. Is Andy Reid still the head coach of the chiefs? Yes. Is Brett Beach still in control of the draft and free agency? He is. Okay. Well, until that is done, we are not talking about anything else other than the chiefs and their dominant run. And when it falls off, then you can talk about rebuilds, but it ain't falling off and it hasn't fallen off yet. And it's top to bottom too. He's, this front office one time consisted of John Dorsey's GM, right. Brett Veach in the front office. Couldn't keep Ballard, money right. Chris Ballard and it's, it's three yeah. NFL GMs in one deal. The Chiefs are smarter than everybody else. I don't think they get the credit for stability in the organization. And part of that is losing a superstar like Tyreek Hill, replacing him with Juju and MBS. Right. And, and, you know, Jody Fortson going out and getting 51 yards in the game or Justin Watson. Sure. This is what makes a good team is you got it like Peyton Manning. You got to take the Jacob Tammies of the world and elevate him up. Yeah. Like you're going to have your superstars like Reggie Wayne, Marvin Harrison, but you got to take the Jacob State Tammies and the Brandon Stokely's and bring them up Dallas to a certain Clarks. level. But you got to be smarter than everybody. You know why? Because everybody spins the same. You have to be smart making an Orlando Brown trade because there was no other left tackles. You get him from a rival in the Baltimore Ravens. Oh, and you get pick 58 that comes back that turns into be Nick Bolton. This is how you consistently win. Right. You consistently win by going out and doing the Chiefs. They've got the second most players this year starting. They were rookies. It's a young team. Only four guys existed before Mahomes. It is a completely different roster than when Patrick Mahomes took over. And two of those are specialists in Butker and Winchester. So one guy on offense and Kelsey, one guy on defense and Jones. That's it. Yeah. Before Patrick Mahomes and to continue to win. And again, Andy Reid has won one coach of the year. One right. as good as he is fifth all time in wins, third all time in postseason wins. They don't care. They want that the hot. Is something you can take for granted. They though. want the hot 
name going forward. That's why they're talking Jalen Hurts. Because Kansas City's too good. They hate to admit it because they're too consistent and they can't wait for the Chargers, Raiders, Broncos. And you know what? If they get on a roll and start winning, they'll tear them down too. Well, they will tear them down too because once you're good, it's like the Patriots. Everybody tore them down, but they just kept winning. Chiefs fans really know the season doesn't start till January. Speaking of. Which, by the way, there's what, 27 and 1 in November, December? I'm sure you're the guy that knows that's sad. I don't know why you're asking me. Kay Adams had this to say about a certain running back on the Chiefs roster on her podcast, Up and Adams. There's an incredible story here with Chiefs running back Jarek McKinnon. What a story. I think people forget. We are a few years removed from wondering whether or not we'd ever see him play football again. Do we not remember 2018, 2019, pre-pandemic? He was with the Niners. He tears his ACL and things didn't look good. But he's back and he's been absolutely thriving. This is his 30-year-old season. Shout out to 30-year-olds doing their thing. He uh, was a hero. The Chiefs overtime win in Houston on Sunday. He had 52 on the ground, 70 through the air. Two touchdowns, including the walk-off winner, and a two-point conversion. This came after uh, he racked up 134 total yards and two touchdowns in the game against the Broncos. So he is playing with so much confidence right now, and he's brought that into this Chiefs huddle. Listen to this. Nah, we um, we were coming into the huddle, and, um, you know, obviously we were four minute, running four-minute ball, and they're stacking the box, so it was a little tough. And... Um, you know, Pat was like, he looked at me, he said, two hands on the ball, let's go. I said, I'm about to score. <laughs> and um, Juju looked at me, he said, I got your block, bro. Just when you find me when you get out there. And um, it worked out exactly like that. Uh, I made it to the second level, and I literally ran off of Juju's block and was able to score. So, uh, you know, it's, it's just crazy. It worked out like that, man. Prior to time, man, it's crazy. He, he is. was going crazy after that yeah. touchdown. You love to see it because it love means something it. more to him. He now has a career high in receiving yards. He's second on the team to only Travis Kelsey in touchdown catches. And this is, you know, Tyreek Hill leaves. Where, where's Mahomes going to go? Mahomes is going to Jarek McKinnon. He is the most trusted outlet. And I think it's special to see after everything that we know that he's dealt with and been through. It has to be rock bottom having an injury like that. What am I going to do with my career? And then this bounce back in his uh, in his latest season. It's amazing. And good luck trying to stop this Chiefs offense, by the way. <laughs> well said by Kay Adams. It's perfect. I think Jared McKinnon. Babe. I think Jared McKinnon is the Chiefs' best offseason addition. Listen, they signed him in June. He had a chance to sign with every other team in the NFL. He comes back here, league minimum. You find me a guy more important to his team than that at league minimum. And as far as the new guys that came in here or, or signed with the Chiefs, like Reed and Juju and MVS, that's fine. But Jerick McKinnon stands right there. And he was brought back because he signed a one-year deal with the Chiefs. 256 total yards last two weeks. Five touchdowns. I don't care what you did at the beginning of the season because he was more in a role where he was blocking. And you know what? A lot of Mahomes' touchdown throws came because Jerick McKinnon made that final block. He made that final block to enable his quarterback to throw it down the field. But you're not going to see that stat. You're not going to see Jarek McKinnon, you know, stats as far as key blocks for Kansas City Chiefs touchdowns or what allows them to be number one in the NFL in red zone touchdowns. You're not going to see it. But now you're seeing McKinnon do everything. Out of the backfield running, runs effortlessly. And I know Pacheco, you know, looked good last week and all that. Jerry McKinnon's the best running back on this football team. Hands down, he's the best. He's the best addition to the Chiefs. He's the best value on the Chiefs playing the way he's playing, as important he is for this offense at league minimum. But that dust man is the most impressive. And this is how they're winning. They're winning by going out and giving Jerry McKinnon league minimum, who's got 256 yards, five touchdowns the last two weeks. That's how you win football games. 
getting the Jerick McKinnons of the world. You don't need the high-priced guys sometimes. It's those guys. you got to be smarter than everybody else. That's what Chiefs been able to do. They've outsmarted you. Right. I like Jerick McKinnon, and Matt McMullen was on the show, uh, the Airhead Pride Radio Show, about three weeks ago, and he said that Jerick McKinnon has an argument. Now, obviously, Pat Mahomes is the MVP of this team and probably Travis Kelsey the next tier, but that Jerick McKinnon should be in the in the conversation. You remember the Denver or the the Vegas game when they were down by 17? It was Jarek McKinnon's couple runs back-to-back that really got the team kind of fired up and brought the team kind of back to life. Um, and then he had that block on Diablo, which was absolutely insane, where he was, you know, splitting that A-gap and McKinnon found him. This last week, McKinnon, part of another terrible call that went against Carl Sheffers' crew where they said that he was, you know, blindside block but the guy was running directly at him, looking directly at him. I still don't understand. I'm sure there's yeah. the, the world of bad calls that weekend. Right. That one takes the cake. And I figured that was one that really got your feathers ruffled uh, because of the fact that it was, a, it was a hit. It was it was all in on that. And so I like McKinnon. And I, I've been advocating for him to be the featured back in this offense. And I think people take that. Um, and they mishear that. When I say feature back, I don't mean the guy that's going to get 30 carries a game or the guy that's going to be here for the next five years. I think that guy could be Isaiah Pacheco. Isaiah Pacheco, by the way, has fumbled four times this year. Jarek McKinnon has fumbled four times in his career, including three in one season at Minnesota. Jarek McKinnon likes this team. Jarek McKinnon has chemistry with this team. And Jarek McKinnon seems to, every time he gets the ball, make something positive every time. I'm not saying that every run is five yards. Every catch is six, but he's averaging 4.6 yards a game uh, rushing the ball the last two games. He's averaging 12 yards a catch in the last two games. And granted, he did have the the miraculous grenade toss that uh, Patrick Mahomes threw that went for 60 yards or whatever. Jarek McKinnon right now is the hot hand. Right now, you need to have the most gelled team you can have going forward, moving into the playoffs, and Jarek McKinnon is that guy. And like he said, he was in the huddle. You know how football goes. No one talks in the huddle except the quarterback. And Jarek McKinnon and Juju Smith-Schuster and Patrick Mahomes were all on the same page. And when I talk about that chemistry earlier about Juju and this team, this is what I'm talking about. Juju tells Jarek McKinnon, as he's heard in the audio, I got your block. What happened? McKinnon found Juju, followed Juju, and they scored, and they won the game. And what did Patrick Mahomes say to him? Hold on to the ball. Two hands. Why? Because a fumble in that game by the other running back led to a Texan touchdown and completely flipped the script of that game. And it's one thing they've been missing. Like, in that role, that's why they want Correct. Juju. So he's such a good blocker. He is. But so is McKinnon. He's big, man. man. Well, think about McKinnon. Yeah, he's putting up the touchdowns and yards right now. You know how many undersung things he did to protect your half-billion-dollar quarterback? Correct. He picks up the blitz. He's the best blocking running back, the Chiefs said. And, and I I'll able- say this. I think, I think there's three things with the running back in this order. Can you block one for Andy Reid? Can you block can you catch? Can you run? I think in that order right there is what a perfect running back is to be in a me and Andy Reid. The other thing, too, as we continue the Chiefs' red half hour, is that McKinnon doesn't miss the blocks. And I think that is what you say. That's one of the most important parts in Andy Reid's in offense. And you remember that earlier in the game, Isaiah Pacheco missed a block, caused a sack, and it stalled the drive third and like five, and they had to punt. Again, I'm not an Isaiah Pacheco hater. I think he is the future running back of this team. I don't think Clyde Edwards-Solaire is on this team next year. No no offense to anybody out there that likes Clyde or Clyde himself. But I think that Isaiah Pacheco is the future running back of this team. But I think right now, if you're trying to get as many championships as you can with this young Patrick Mahomes as your quarterback, Jarek McKinnon's your guy. It's where the trust is. It's where the reads are. It's where the knowledge is. It's where everything is. He's got the vision that Isaiah Pacheco needs. And maybe right now it's like, hey, Rook, you know, 
Next year is supposed to be your big year. You had a couple good runs. You're averaging really good yardage on on runs. We play another team that gives up a lot of running yardage. In fact, the second worst in the NFL. Let's just let Jerry McKinnon kind of show the way, take the humble approach to it with Pacheco, and we'll see what happens. I think they're going to do this game a little bit different in Houston. Remember, nine out of the first ten plays were, we're passes, past. not runs. Yeah. But, but a couple of those, okay, second and 21, third and 14, you're not going to throw on those anyway, or you're right. not going to run on those anyway. So I get that part of it. But then they did insert their dominance against their team. You know what? Yeah. You got three pro bowlers on your offensive line. Technically, that's true in, in Tooney and Creed. And Orlando Brown, mm-hmm. run the hell out of the ball. Take the pressure off Mahomes. It's going to be colder than hell. Yeah, Run the football. And I want to see nine out of the first ten be runs for this football team. But right now, I don't care what the future, what, you know, what McKinnon's sure. going to do. Because it's one-year contract. Right. But right now, for this team to beat and win the next game and be considered formidable, Jerick McKinnon with the blocks he makes. And Pacheco's going to be good with this team. You know what? Right. He can't block like McKinnon right now. Yeah. So McKinnon is your best chance to win right now. And as far as all these new faces, and Juju's been fantastic, absolutely fantastic. McKinnon right now is the most important person on that offense, not named Mahomes or Kelsey. Last one here on the Chiefs Red Half Hour before we get to a break and get to the noon slate where we get to what's trending. This is the Chiefs Red Half Hour brought to you by Greenway Ford. It's a new day, a new way at the all-new Greenway Ford. Binkley, what to expect coming up against Seattle. It's a uh, Pro Bowl quarterback in Geno Smith playing with house money. DK Metcalf, big dude on the outside. Um, it's going to be cold. It's in Kansas city. First game at home in three weeks. Uh, what do you expect from the Seattle Kansas city matchup as now the Kansas city chiefs are a 10 and a half point favorite. I think the chiefs to borrow a phrase from Mitch Holtis, put the hammer down, banging the drum, by the way, hey, Mitch I know, how about that? Man? That's pretty tight. That's he, pretty he cool. was talking about maybe calling some of the game up there. That'd, That'd be, be in awesome. the cold. Would they let him Mitch? do it? I don't know. He was talking about it. He's nuts. That'd be awesome. Yeah, I like it. I mean, it's awesome. He's a voice you know he's going to angry hammer that drum, too. I, I know, but I mean, think about that. Can he break it like Neil Smith did? I hope so. Mitch, that's a good move by the Chiefs yeah. to let Mitch do that. Because when you think about Kansas City Chiefs football, you think of uh, of Mitch Holtis 100%. But, no, I, I wanted to see a, just a dominant performance. I'm talking kick your feet up, crack open the beer, and watch the Chiefs hammer somebody and kick their ass. Because they're capable of doing it. They're a better team. They're playing at home. They can and have the ability to do it. And, again, it's not what you're doing earlier in the season. It's what you're doing right now. So, now, these tune-up NIS, I am glad they're playing the Broncos next weekend at home because their defense. I think their defense is a good litmus test for this offense. And it's not just some softy and patsy you're going to go out there and roll. It's going to give you a tough game. And I think the Raiders at the end of the year will have the Chiefs' attention because they play the Chiefs closely. But, yes, what I want to see, what I expect us, man, is for the Kansas City Chiefs to, okay, let you relax, kick your feet up, and enjoy the rest of the game. Okay. I'm going to put your word on it because I got I to gotta wrap some presents, man. And I, maybe you see I, Bob's Twitter with his shirtless picture. I hope Bob goes shirtless. and I mean, I really do hope he, he said he's he, going to do it. I believe he's going to do it. We'll see what happens. Coming up next, we'll get to what's trending. Plus, Binkley has one thing to say to this lady who had, well, not the greatest take about Patrick Mahomes and Jalen Hurts. You're listening to Cody and Gold, brought to you by Gan Asphalt and Concrete. For asphalt, concrete, and parking lot maintenance, Gan Asphalt and Concrete. One contractor, all things parking lot. Trusted in Kansas City since 1994. Online at gannasphalt.com. Subscribe and download all new episodes of Nick's Waving in the Week podcast, released every Thursday on the 435 Podcast Network and the Odyssey app. At Blue Cross and Blue Shield. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. 
and great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.